and you can live in the day. So we had a uh, our good friend Davey, a longtime listener to the show, start requesting some stuff um, as he's going through life changes. We're all going through life changes. The world's always going through changes. That's the only thing we can depend on. What did Davey, what was he saying? So he's going through a massive lifestyle, learning, and routine change. He says he hasn't studied since getting out of school and he wants to get out of his comfort zone live a more disciplined life and he's asking for de-stressing techniques uh, because of all the intensive things he's doing such as exams studying fitness um, all kinds of things so i think yeah let's begin with de-stressing techniques um I mean, I was thinking, I was thinking in, in our conversation, Davey was just, as he was speaking you could, or typing, you can just read, um, you know, uncertainty and kind of fear in his words, at which he agreed. So what's, what stood out to me was not that he's doing too much or anything, but he's just doing new things. He's doing a lot of new things and he's older. He's not like in his 20s or 30s. So he's obviously really happy with those new things and you can see it on his face, but, um, his mind produces, um, fear in the, in the form of worries, anxieties, um, you know, projections, right? Oh, well, everyone is going to be younger than me in this field. Maybe I won't be able to compete with, with the younger guys. That's one fear. That's one projection that doesn't make any sense. It's as with all of his projections and all of our projections, they haven't happened. Like they haven't manifested. We are prematurely manifesting things that haven't happened. And so we have to be careful with that because we create things. We can manifest things. Our thoughts are very powerful. So we have to stop doing that. We have to catch our mind when it tries to um, project fear and reverse it into positivity, even if it's, you know, hasn't happened yet, right? Because what's the alternative? Would you rather be projecting fear or would you rather project hope? One of the miracles of the brain is that it has two responses to novelty, fear and hope. And because humans have a complex amygdala and frontal cortex, we can choose the response to novelty. Whereas more instinctive brains and, and brain structures cannot. So an animal, like a deer, has more of a difficult time choosing hope, right? Or instead of fear, they pretty much fear. So they run if something provokes novelty, right? They think of their safety. I would think it'd be very, very rare for a deer 
to say, to think to itself, you know, oh, maybe this person is actually a good friend. I'll go up to them. Like, when does that happen? Right. It's very rare. And, and we catch those moments on social media when an animal approaches a human and chooses like love, affection, and hope instead of fear. It's very rare. So for a human, and this is one of Peterson's greatest insights, a human is, um, has this amazing function to choose hope and positivity. And, and we use courage to facilitate that hope. So that's, that's been one of the most of profound things I've ever thought of personally. And I think Davy's situation and, and all of our situations, your situation, my situation, <clears throat> anyone who's hustling, anyone who's doing something new, um, anyone who is like poking, a, poking novelty with a stick and seeing if it, if it reacts, anyone approaching chaos uh, needs this teaching, needs to remember it at all times, that, that we have this, this power to choose hope over fear. And he says this, jumping into the complete unknown will do that. And he's right. He's right. He's absolutely right. Jumping into the complete unknown. But that's what's going to make him happy because he's been doing his other career for over, I think, long time. Over 18 years. Yeah. Yeah. So he's ready to move on to something else. And um, he's, he's there. He succeeded. He passed the test. He's got the uniform. And so... We just have to watch our mind all the time. It's not going to go away. It's not going to go away. We have to keep challenging our mind because it's going to keep challenging us. So he's, if he is needing, well, if we are needing to de-stress, if anxiety is getting to be too much, there's a few ways to handle that. I was talking about that with Helena the other day, yesterday, because she drank too much coffee and she was like, freaking out over everything um coffee does that to people you have to chunk down you have to take these concepts that the mind is giving us and break them up into smaller pieces <clears throat> let's say an athlete is having trouble with his uh pitching and uh he can't quite get a fastball right and uh he could think about failing baseball altogether as one big anxiety bubble. Or he could think about and break down his pitching stance and his, his, uh, the mechanics of his shoulder and the way his, his thumb is pointed as the ball is released from his hand. He can break down his, his pitching into these pieces and, and a proper athletic coach can oversee this and say, oh, it's not, it's not you. It's not baseball. It's not, you're not meant to be anything else. It's your foot. As we review the foot, the footage, we see that your foot slips to the left here when it should go to the right. And that's how we solve big problems as we break them down into small problems small pieces, little challenges. My guru would say, there are no problems. There's only challenges. Uh, so that's 
the overview of de-stressing is, is psychologically breaking down the problem. Also, relaxing, uh, taking time off is basic, de-stressing, taking a bath, like, and for me, that means submerging your body in, in liquid. That's kind of a mystical practice. And we've talked about that a long time ago in the show. But we all know de-stressing. We just don't know when to do it. Um, also, if you don't forget, if you have a birthday, if there's a holiday coming up or an event that, that requires people to think about you in particular, that can also cause, cause problems because uh, when we have people thinking about us a lot in a concentrated way, it just, it can cause issues and projections and their own thoughts can come towards us. It's a very real thing. And it's something to think about for sure. So um, anything to add there? At the moment, no. Just yeah. thinking about what you're saying myself. Yeah. Um, before we get to, uh, I, I I mentioned to Davy that the Davy, I mentioned to you that um, we'll have to have you on the show one day. That there was a red paint bucket story. I think I think we'll get to that. But before I wanted to get to that, I know we changed the theme of the the show, and for the listeners, we. We believe that the show is business oriented and everything we talk about can be applied to business. And I think it's appropriate to, to convert this into more of a business thinking show because Rokas, you and I uh, are both entrepreneurs. Yep. You and I are both uh, forward thinking in the, the hustle world, not working for someone as, as best as we can. I'm not against working for someone, but this show speaks to people who do extra, who do more things than what they're required to do in life. And those are my people, really. So in terms of business-related things, um, I just wanted to cover abundance real quick, abundance mentality and uh, taxes. So uh, I'll do taxes first. We, I finished my taxes a little early. Um, businesses need to do their taxes a little early if they don't do it quarterly. And I used uh, TurboTax. We're not sponsored by them, but <laughs> that would be awesome. But um, yeah, I love TurboTax. And I think it's important for entrepreneurs to know that TurboTax is a great way to uh, do your taxes. Uh, and you have to choose the more expensive option. It's like a hundred and it comes out to being like almost 200 bucks us, but there's a, the self-employed option really goes over all your deductibles. Um, and then it's tied in. It's the same company with, uh, with QuickBooks. So Rokas, if you ever start your own LLC, you're going to want to manage it'll, all your. It will work in the UK as well. Oh, I don't see why not. Different tax laws. Does QuickBooks work in the UK? QuickBooks is relied upon as across the UK. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So 
you, you manage your invoices and everything through QuickBooks. And then the, the company is called in, Intuit and they have TurboTax. And so one works with the other. So it's all perfect. It's all very efficient. Um, but I just thought it was interesting. A couple of things in California. If you're doing your California taxes, you don't have to pay tax on um, paid family leave. So paid family leave is uh, where if you have a child, you can request to get up to uh, eight weeks off paid, 70% of what you're used to. Um, NASA had told me that uh, if I wasn't working with them, I wouldn't be able to get it. But that was incorrect. California um, gave us the eight weeks, 70% pay of what we claimed that we were paid. And um, I thought I had to pay taxes on it. So they gave me, uh, they gave me $7,000 and I held part of it back, uh, didn't use all of it. So I could use some of it for taxes and just give it back. And I found out in TurboTax that, in fact, paid family leave in California is not taxed anymore. So whether it was or not, I don't know. But um, I thought it was taxed and, in, in fact, isn't. That's, that's, so that's a good thing. So one, if you're an entrepreneur um, or you do work for someone and you had a child uh, and you want to take a paternity leave or a maternity leave, mother, father, for eight weeks and get paid from the state of California. I think they're one of the few states in the U.S. that does this. So this is only for Californians. Apply for paid family leave. Um, and uh, the money that you pay in taxes, the money that you make uh, from a company, money is taken out and goes to this fund for the state of California. So your money already went to it. Now they're giving that and some of it, some more back to you. So it's, you're not, you're not taking from anyone. You're, you're getting some of the money that was already taken out of your taxes back. And uh, yeah, so for, I just wanted to kind of point that out that, that tax season is coming up. It's going to be an issue for people. I think that's important and make sure your deductibles are, you know, document it right off your home office, right off your equipment. So that means when you get an LLC, get a credit card for that, for the business, put everything on there. Utilities are hundred percent deductible, uh, office supplies and equipment, stuff like that. If you buy a big purchase, if you buy a computer, they want to know, write some of that off. If not all of it this year, specifically, Food uh, and entertainment is 100% deductible. That's, I, that's not something I've experienced. Normally, it's 50% deductible. So I'm guessing because of the pandemic, um, they're, making, they're making food, uh, meals, and uh, from a restaurant, 100% um, deductible. So that's, I think that's a special. That's like just this year only. Normally, that's 50%. Um, so yeah, car and truck, gas, things like that. If you use the car for the, for the business, um, I think that stuff is important. So we, we've never really touched on that, but I'm getting better at that. It's my third year doing self-employed taxes. So, um, yeah.
Yeah, fair enough. And you mentioned abundance mentality. So what was that about? So Helena and I, we're taking this weekend and it's like abundance weekend. Uh, we got new clothes, got nice new clothes. Um, and uh, we went, you know, went shopping a little bit. We had a good, we had a few good weeks, her and I. Um, so we have an RV company and our RV is a rent, a luxury rental vehicle, basically. And we have people taking it for two weeks, one week, a weekend, uh, take it to the beach, take it to a vacation with their family, whatever. So it's a new company of ours. Um, and, uh, I'm doing the stocks, of course. So we had a, we had a few good weeks, like back to back and it's like, whoa, all the hard work, like all the, it's all paying off. Um, in other words, and, and it, uh, there was self-doubt, there was confusion. There was, there was no clarity at times. And it was like, oh my God, can we do this? And, you know, you do it, you just do it. And, and all of that, you know, ideally comes back to you and starts to pay off. So what we're doing is you were using the law of attraction and this abundance mentality, and we're putting some of it back into the universe, into ourselves. It's a type of investment. And it's something that um, the monks did too. So I learned all this from the monks. But this is a typical 2022 business mentality idea. And it, it's not new. You, you, you want to have confidence. You want to have fire. You want to have motivation and inspiration and passion. And to do that, you have to look and feel your best. And you have to feel really good. You have to feel good about yourself. You have to work out. You have to eat right. You have to drink a lot of water and hydrate yourself. Um, take breaks from coffee and, uh, and drink tea. That's what I'm doing right now. Um, in other words, give your brain a break from certain stimuli and, and let it give it other stimuli and, and have a yin-yang kind of balance. So clothing is a really big thing for me and her. And uh, I think clothing is, is, was important to the monks as well. And, and I don't mean that by saying, you know, have a hundred pairs of shoes, have the newest thing, things like that. What I mean is make sure your stuff is clean, crisp, and bright and fresh. And, and, and we all know what an old t-shirt feels like versus a brand new t-shirt. It's, it's, it's that simple. We all know what that feels like. We all know what new, or should I, I should say clean, dried, warm bed linens feel like versus the ones that we've been sleeping on for the last two weeks. And we know what that feels like. So that means that we need to uh, create a habit of, of exchanging that feeling and, and renewing that feeling as much as we can. For the bedding, you know, you, you want to wash your bedding on the weekends. You should make it a habit. You know, all my stuff should be washed, dried, cleaned. And Monday morning, I'm waking up on on this clean bed. Okay. Uh, that was big for the monks, especially living in the jungle. There was, if you didn't do that, your stuff was moldy. 
And that starts to affect your mentality. If your stuff gets moldy, if your stuff gets old. Um, and for clothing, that means maybe every quarter, try to, to, to renew your clothing, try to exchange some of it, donate the old stuff, go get the new stuff. And even if it's a stretch, you know, even if it's, you know, maybe not, it's not in the budget, maybe it should be, you know, maybe you should, should be investing in how you feel and clothing is part of that. And it goes along with food too. It's, it's more expensive to buy better food. We all know that. Um, organic, um, fresh produce uh, is going to be more expensive. And that's one of the drawdowns, right? People go for the other stuff because it's, it's cheaper. I can get uh, eggs for a carton of eggs for like a dollar or a dollar fifty or $2, or I can buy this like organic thing for $6. And it's like, eh, you know, I'll go with the cheaper stuff. But what do you want out of life? Like, do you want to excel at your career? Do you want to excel at your passion? Like, do you want to be a performer on the higher end of things? Well, you should probably go with the more expensive carton of eggs. And it's, it's maybe it's uh, counterintuitive. I don't know. Maybe it's a, uh, a thought that has never come up, but you are not worried about the price of those eggs. You're worried about what you're putting into your body. That's more important than the cost for a lot of things, not for everything, obviously, and you have to be careful with some of this because you have to balance it. If you cannot, like literally cannot afford something, you know, you should probably should not go and buy a car or try to buy a car and just be flooded with payments that are extraordinary. But that is a goal to get a better car. So you, you have to think of ways you can make that happen. Maybe you can better get a better car and have it pay for itself if you rent it out every weekend of the month on Turo, which is an app that lets you rent your car to people. So that's an abundance mentality. Now, the other side of abundance is minimalism. The other side of elite performance and wealth mentality is minimalism and detachment. So I have abundance. I can afford these things. I can feel good. I can wear new things. And again, I'm not talking about flashy things. Like what I'm wearing right now is new. It's also expensive, but it's a plain t-shirt, but it's like one of the nicest t-shirts you can get in the LA area. But you can't, like, it doesn't look like that. It just looks like a t-shirt from Walmart but it feels amazing. Like literally the cloth is amazing. And the shoes, I wear like plain white shoes, right? There's no logo on them, but I want them to be like minimal. Okay. So I'm, I'm taking in abundance. I'm investing in myself, but I'm also, I'm not like showing off. 
I'm not wearing an expensive watch because I think that's too much. I don't think that's investing in yourself. I think that provokes a little bit of ego because it's flat. It ends up being bling and flash. And that's not what I'm talking about. Now, these things that we invest in to pick ourselves up, to keep ourselves going, to make ourselves feel better, they also don't define us. They don't. It's not the be all and end all. So we have to have a minimalist attitude of non-flash, clean, cut, non-bling of abundance. But we also have to have a detachment. So the minimalism and the detachment go together with the abundance. Abundance, minimalism, detachment. Now, the detachment is I don't need this for my success. If I lost it in a fire tomorrow, I would still be successful. I'd have to work for everything again. I'd have to find another anchor or trigger to provoke that confidence and feeling that I had. But this does not ruin me if it goes away. I won't, I won't um, restrict myself from running in this expensive shirt because it's such an expensive shirt. I'm not going to do anything in it, right? No, I wear it like I can get another one tomorrow. I'm detached from its hold on me. Now, this is all very challenging, what I'm, what I'm talking about. These three principles in and of themselves are easy, but when you tie them together, it creates a very complex, uh, abundant mentality, wealth mentality, attraction mentality. It's a very real thing. It happens to me every day, this attraction. And um, it took years and years to understand it because in the monastery, I went through detachment uh, by itself. I went through minimalism all by itself. I went through abundance, you know, and, and abundance was probably last. But when I tied them all together, it really started to make sense because at one point you're, it's just detachment. It's just like, I don't need anything. I can succeed with a phone. I can run a business from a phone and I'm good. Um, or then maybe you, you, you gravitate towards minimalism. I don't even, I don't need anything. Just give me a flip phone. The less I have the better. Right. Um, and in my opinion, you're missing the whole picture. You're, you only have part of the picture because I love minimalism. I love abundance and I love detachment, but tying them all together, you have like this new lifestyle, this new mentality that can really drive uh, uh, performance and output to another level. And I think listeners can like take this, where are you in it, the spectrum? I can probably guess where most people are. Most people do not believe that they can have abundance. Most people do not believe that they can be detached from their nice things. And most people do not believe in minimalism or they don't even can't even fathom it. And their garage is filled with crap that they never use. You know, we keep the RV at a, at a storage facility when no one is renting it. 
And I can't tell you how many slots, how many storage spaces I pass by of old beaten up crap. And I talked to the lady when we got the spot. I said, the lady who worked there, I was like, do people actually pay monthly for spots to hold a car with no tires, like a beat up junky car with no tires? And she said, isn't it amazing? You have cars with cardboard boxes in the back, just crap. Old boats, just useless. And they're paying for this. And it's expensive to have a storage spot, a monthly fee, especially in California, especially right now. Storage spaces are maxed out everywhere. You have to drive an an hour in some cases to get to your storage facility. And they're filled with crap. That's not, that's not abundance. That's not, um, that's not detachment. That's like having too much crap and, and it, you need it. It's hoarding and that will kill your motivation. That will kill your, your drive. Like it'll cut off the universe from what you want. It really will. And you know what? It probably attracts more crap, more crap comes to you more things. So you don't do that. If you have a car like that you don't use and it's old and it's in a storage space, get rid of it, junk it, pay someone to take it from you and you will get more out of it by losing it. That's the other spectrum of of all of this. To get more, we have to um, sometimes spend more money to get more to get more back from our business, our investments. Sometimes we have to have different, nicer things. Sometimes to get more out of life, we have to lose things if they fall into that category. So there's a, there's a balance, right? There's a balance. This isn't just like, okay, I'm going to throw away all my coffee mugs. It's like, no, you need those. Um, but do you have like a thousand trinkets that you've been storing up like an old grandma's house? Not good <laughs> for the old grandma. That's good. But are you an old grandma? <laughs> so I just wanted to touch on that since we're, we're entrepreneurs, um, we're hustlers, we're, we're trying to, to flex our mind muscles as much as possible. And, uh, I think these are important things to think about. Agreed. Sorry, Dad. I don't have much input today. No, no. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. Um, okay. So, Davey, I will cover the red paint bucket story. It's, it's a simple story. So the idea behind the story is um, about karma, about who we are. And um, we were going to touch into yoga a little bit. I think Let's we can just, do that next week. Should we do it in, on another one? Or should we just so, spend yeah. like 15 so we minutes don't on yoga? have too many topics in one episode. Too many? Okay. Okay. So this one, um, we'll just do uh, the... the what we just, what I just talked about the taxes. And if anyone has any questions, go ahead, email us and 
we'll 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 cover it somehow on the show or we'll get helena who is number one a tax master uh she has taught me how to do taxes and she's also uh, more of a business master than i am so all of it ties into courage don't forget that don't forget that remember that courage episode most people lack courage like that could be an anchor in and of itself but that could be an affirmation most people lack courage but i don't better to try and fail than to never know if you would have succeeded so most people don't get to that point it's too much work too risky that's and that's okay if it's if that's their thing that's not my thing and about the red paint bucket you sent an email on july or maybe june 2020 about it <laughs> and you linked it to a blog but the blog link no longer works really yep yeah oh. so what you wrote there i'll read it we're all here to learn something is the headline and then as a young monk in the construction department i frequently performed small chores around the monastery buildings the structure was solid but the surfaces needed tending to i painted regularly and tended to the small upkeep of the windows doors hallways and back maintenance areas it was a peaceful experience that i began to perform without hesitation but i also didn't see my menial chores and task as profound that is until an older monk explained my red paint bucket read today's blog is the next link that's all there is to it <laughs> so i got rid of the blog uh, I, got, I, I changed my website and just felt like it needed just a simpler look and i'm tired of blogs and writing and stuff like that sometimes but i like that <laughs> 6th of July, 2020. <laughs> okay, so should I do it now? Yeah, I think so. Okay, so I think that's a pretty good intro. Um, we all, it's just about how I was doing all these tasks, right? And the famous quote is, chop wood and carry water. Chop wood and carry water. Or in the, uh, the karate kid, right? He's what is he doing? He's painting a fence. He's cleaning cars. He's wondering what the hell he's doing all this stuff for. And eventually he finds out the movements that his body is doing is actually defensive mechanisms in an actual fight. Mr. Miyagi, balance is everything. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I went through the same thing. Uh, here I am. I'm, I'm painting the red staircase, not thinking anything of it. And um, the oldest, the oldest monk comes up to me, really sweet uh, old fellow that I spent years talking with to uh, every night we would sit down together and drink tea and talk. Um, and he said, the, <laughs> all he said was, <laughs> uh, he didn't say hello. He said, you were born for that red paint bucket. <laughs> And uh, I just kind of sat there for a second. And uh, what he meant was, 
uh, we're the sum total of all of our experiences. So we are, what we're doing right now, well, what we've done in the past has led up to what we're doing right now. And it's, it's if we truly live in the moment, um, even painting is the next challenge. It's the next thing to conquer. It's the next karma. So I'm sitting there not really thinking about this, this act that I'm doing or these mundane things because they were so trivial. They were so light. There, were, there was nothing complex about them. But everything that I've been through in my life had led me to that one moment. And there's a reason for that. There's a reason for everything. There's a meaning behind everything. And that's a very important and profound concept because it actually puts meaning in all of the things that we thought were meaningless. And we have many things that we think are meaningless. So this monk wanted to teach me by, by telling me that I was born for that red paint bucket. And the funny thing about it is, is we are born. We have consciousness. And we can get to a point where we really don't know why. We don't know what the point is. And you're, you're born for that very thing that you're doing right now. I mean, listening to this show. I think that's amazing. Everything that we've done in our lives, Rokas, has brought us to this one conversation. Yeah. And there's something to that. That's, that's, that's something to uh, think about. And the, the, the special thing about it is you can truly become reflective and internalized over everything that you do. And that's really uh, what we're talking about. That's, that's what abundance and minimalism and, and detachment is all about. You have to take everything that you do into consideration um, and reflect on it. And um, yeah, he just walked away. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm, red for this, I'm born for this red paint bucket. And um, we talked about it later, of course. And we sat down and he's like, so you kind of understand what I'm saying? Um, and the, the, sum, the teaching that we were taught and that we, we taught others is, is called the sum total, basically. That's how you remember it. Sum total. I am the sum total of all my experiences is one way to memorize it. And inside the sum total teaching is this... Is this uh, this, this other way to chunk down, this other way to break down the mechanics of your life into this, this one experience. Because our life is, can be, you know, uh, uh, the idea of a life can be, can be anxiety provoking, can really cause us to be anxious and nervous or stressed. But we really have to chunk it down into small manageable pieces. How do we do that? Well, what am I doing right now? Am I in the moment? Am I actually experiencing it? Or am I, am I slothfully or lazily 
letting this experience go by because I don't want to live it. We really have to be careful with how many experiences that we let go by. We want to feel what life is like. We want to feel what the moment is like as many times as we can. It's not going to happen all the time, but as many times as we can, we want to experience it, whether it's painful or, or pleasurable or nothing, especially if it's nothing. We want to look at it like we're filming a movie. You know, it's how to step, that's yoga as well. That's how to step outside of our body, step outside of our mind and look at ourselves living our life. And one of the spoilers for next episode. Yeah. Yeah. We can, we will go into that next episode. Davey, that was, that was the red paint bucket story. Um, Yeah. I will branch off that. So Davey, how I interpret it as well as since you're the sum total of all your experiences, what you're going through now will make you a more interesting person. All those new things you're encountering and overcoming now. And then once you start your new career, that will lead to a lot of other new experiences. So how that can be beneficial to make use of is, I believe you have two daughters and they'll be excited to hear how your day was, especially when there's all kinds of different things going on. So after you go through everything you're going through now, you'll have exciting stories to tell your daughters when you come home from work. So yeah, that's where you can apply it as well. What do you think, Rush? Absolutely. I don't want to ruin that by saying anything. That was perfect. End the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's cut it. Let's cut it there. Um, and and uh, welcome. We we welcome anyone to come up, come at us with uh, questions, concerns, worries. And if you want to be on the show, um, let us know and come on the show. And you can talk to Rokas and I, and we can. Um, see what's going on, see what's wrong. One of the things we want to do on this show is talk to people and, and it's expensive to work with me. Um, so if you want to come on the show and go through a session, talk about your problems and your worries and concerns, we can do that for free. Um, yeah. Have a great, uh, have a great week. Wash your bedding. Rokas, when do you have how do you do you relate to that at all? Has it been a while since you washed the sheets? It has been a while, Rush. <sighs> That's it, my man. We figured it yes, out. Indeed. Yeah. Uh, if it wasn't for Helena, uh, well, let's see. Is that true? Yeah, probably. But in the monastery, did I do it every weekend? Well, if you're saying I guess Modi, then <laughs> that's a different matter. <laughs> Hey, in, in the jungles of Kauai, uh, <laughs> mold is a daily occurrence. It's just everywhere. Wow. You breathe it. It's, it's in the air. I mean, we're talking about 100% humidity. But anyway, uh, clean the sheets, take a shower, 
uh, clean yourself up and uh, feel better. Nice. So till next week. <laughs>